Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 179. Happy to be on with you. Happy to be live here on Facebook, member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada. Super pumped to be with you today. Super excited to talk to today's guest. We are going to meet Principal Adam Lane from Haines City, Florida. In a moment, uh, Adam and I have connected through FASA, uh, connected through a, through diff a few different avenues, and I'm super impressed with the work he is doing at Haines City High School. He is a talented leader. Uh, we're going to meet him in a moment. Uh, and again, welcome to the program. If you are watching live, jump in. Leave us a question. Leave us a comment. I would love for you to be involved in the show. If you're a friend of Adam's and you're watching, awesome. Uh, but get involved. You're able to leave a comment uh, so we can see uh, who is watching and uh, get involved. So I do want to thank today's sponsor of the program. That's Havsies Cookies. I'm going to send Adam Lane and his family some Havsies Cookies. Um, and there's a discount code, Marada15. Havsies Cookies, right? The holiday times are coming up. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, we go to Halloween, we go to Thanksgiving, we go to Christmas. Great way to send um, a gift to somebody. Check them out. They vacuum seal their cookies. They're fresh, and they go right to the person. They're awesome. So a great way to send the gift. I am going to send Principal Lane some Havsies cookies. Marada15 is the discount code. Check them out. All right. Let's get rolling. And that's the opening segment, actually, is how do you get started? So many uh, principals, so many people have asked me, Andrew, how, how did you get becoming a speaker? How did you get writing a book? How did you get doing it? And I tell people, do a presentation, right? Do a presentation. Do you have a workshop? If you don't have one, right, how do you have one? You create one. You have a topic that you want to talk about. You have a topic that you're passionate about, and you do it, right? I was so honored and pleased to be able to see Adam Lane and his team present down at the FASA conference in Orlando. Uh, and he did an outstanding job. And I see him moving around here and moving around, getting ready for to come on the show here. Uh, but his team did a great job, right? And and and. Where does it come from? It comes from building a presentation. All right. Let me stop talking about Adam and let's bring him in the program here. Uh, and I think I just unclicked him. Adam, if I lost you, come on back. I'm having a technical difficulty here. But Adam, we're going to bring you right into the program here when you come back on. Um, but they did a great uh, uh, thing with their presentation. And it was an honor to have them. Let's bring him in the program here before we lose him again. Boom. Adam Lane, welcome to Education Leadership Beyond. Andrew, thanks for having me. You tried to get rid of me, but you never will. I always come back. I've changed the date. I've booted you out of the show, but you, you've made it. You're resilient. Let's do it. <laughs> Adam, I'm so excited to talk to you, and, and it's an honor to have you on and I was talking about, you know, the presentations, right? And I know how much work you put into that. So in, in introducing yourself, tell us about this presentation you did down at FASA celebrating the great work at Haines City High School you and your team are doing there. So go ahead and introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about what that presentation was. 
Hey, absolutely. The, the conference, the Florida Association of School Administrators, great conference at Beyond Me. And such an honor to meet you in person. You and I have chatted, we've Zoomed, we've teamed, but we got to hang out a little bit. So basically, I took my team of 14 leaders of my school and aspiring leaders, and we put together a show, and, and we were honored you were there. And we really worked and looked at how decision-making, relationship building, and positive behavior creates an unforgettable experience. And while you do that, you increase staff effectiveness, and in the end, you raise student achievement, which is what it's all about. And Adam, yeah, you make it sound so easy. You got a big school. There's a lot of staff, a lot of kids, over 2,000 kids. What were some of the practical things that you, you did to improve student behavior? Well, right now we're at 230 staff members, just a little over 2,900 students and growing. So what we really focused on is when, when I arrived there, our curriculum and our test scores were right on, but there were just so many students that were in school suspension, out of school suspension, the classes were empty. So we really looked at our decision making, not only as a principal, assistant principal, teachers, cafeteria workers, bus drivers, but we started talking about the decisions we make and how important they are and how do we improve them through our conversations and, and looking back. And then we focused on relationship building. And then we built a, an a expectations for our staff and our students. And we held everybody accountable, but we also had a support system in place. And when we focused there a year, two years later, it all paid off. This is going into my seventh year, but in six years, we've lowered discipline referrals by 40%. We've increased staff retention and when you decrease referrals and increase staff retention, the end result is over the last six years, we've increased our grad rate by 21%. Wow. Those are some big numbers, Adam. And again, you did a great job in your presentation. Now that you've had some time to, to, you know, to reflect on that, what was some of the feedback that you got from the presentation? It was uh, feedback of people wanting to know how do you get those naysayers that just don't buy into, we need to take five steps back, not worry about the pacing guide, not worry about the standard, but how do we build relationships? How do you get students to think about your class and they want to sprint there and when they get there, when the bell rings, it's hard to get rid of them. And it all comes down to that relationship building. Because you and I can both think of teachers you think about and you start getting anxiety and sweating. And then there's teachers you think about and it makes you so happy. You want to call them and take them to lunch. And I ask, which teacher are you? And if you are that one, how do we keep you there? And if you're that other one, how do we train you in the relationship building process to become the one that we want to be in? You know, I call it sprinkling positivity. No one wants to be forced into something. But if you sprinkle the positivity, um, positive quote of the day, a happy birthday, I'm so glad you're here, you get the heart beating, you get the emotions going, and then who doesn't like positive reinforcement? 
whether you're two or 99, you like to be recognized, you like to be appreciated. So we really work on the basics of what does relationship building look like and how does it transpire? Well, one of the things that I've seen you do, I've seen you do it in person and I've also seen you do it uh, on tape and, and uh, on video, but I see your guitar behind you. You play music, you're a pretty talented musician how do you bring that into the, your day? What are some things that you do with music, Adam, to, to get staff, to get kids excited about school? Well, first of all, this guitar behind me, my staff got together, purchased the guitar for me, presented it to me at the end of the year faculty meeting for leading them. And it's a Les Paul electric guitar. It's Hornet Kelly Green. It's our school colors. They even have the mascot stitched into the guitar strap with picks with my autograph on the back. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they worked on it for about a year and presented it to me. So whether I'm speaking or presenting the three people or 103 people, I bring it out with an amp, play, have a good time. And I'm not saying I'm good. I'll give you an A for effort and probably about a C minus D plus on quality but it's fun and it's a good time. I play at all of our faculty meetings. I'm the campus DJ, so 30 minutes before the start of every faculty meeting, we come in, I spin the hits, I play the guitar, and it just gets people laughing and gets them in that mode where, what does this guy have to say? Let's give him a chance. Adam, I think that's great. You know, uh, you're an education leader, you're a principal, you're doing a lot of things. Leadership looks, different in so many ways and who would have ever thought that that's a leadership skill but in the work you're doing it really does serve you uh, because it's something different how many principals do you know can rock out the guitar and sit <laughs> you and i we can go on the road what do you play let's get a band together well, I love the video. It's on your uh, Haines City website, Polk County Schools. You welcomed the teachers in this year playing the guitar. Is that true? Yeah. So I had, uh, you know, about six weeks to learn a couple songs. So I told them, I said, I'm going to practice every day over the summer. And we, when you come back, I'm going to give you the best concert I possibly can. So I learned a few songs and entertained them until a breakfast and a concert. I love it. And it, it's fantastic. The presentation was great. Um, Adam, t you know, t talk a little bit about the, um, what'd you call them? Uh, what's the mascot, the bucks uh, that you would give away, the, you know, the, the dollars where kids could get something, you know, that PBIS program you set up. But tell me about that, uh, the Hornet, Hornet bucks, that's right, yeah. How, how did that set up and how did you get high school kids excited about that? So you're right, it's called the Hornet Buck, and, and any school can use uh, a token, a business card. We just like the buck, and it was a group of students, a group of teachers, a group of community members, and we set these expectations that we wanted to see in the hallway, in the cafeteria, in the classroom, and they were very specific, and then we came up with a reward system. So I have a school store, it looks like a super target. We got everything in there from hats to cups, to pens, to pencils, to earbuds, to t-shirts, you name it, we've got it. Wow. And teachers get a hundred Hornet bucks at the beginning of every month. And they're asked to identify 
students meeting the expectations that they want to see and you make it a big deal and you reward them in front of everyone and thank them because a lot of times, especially in high school, we just expect freshmen to come in and know how to behave. It just doesn't happen that much anymore. They need trained in behavior because, you know, when we look at reading and writing and math, we teach, we teach, we reinforce, we assess, we work with them, but when it comes to behavior, how many schools or teachers do you know, it's punish, 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 and then I'm gonna punish, punish, punish some more. And we need to look at behavior the way we look at math, science, and we need to, it's a process of learning. So the Hornet Buck was a method to reinforce the expectation, to teach the expectation, but to also have a school store to come to to purchase items because Cash really means nothing on our campus. You have to have Hornet Bucks for everything from pep rallies to shows to you name it. And you, the only thing that works is the Hornet Buck. So even if you don't want to behave, you're gonna because you want to get involved. Forget the cryptocurrency. I'm going with the Hornet Bucks. <laughs> I love it. And that's a great point about the teach, teach, teach. But then for behavior, we punish, punish, punish. And, and that's so true. Uh, I think it's great. And Adam, you've made this a presentation, but you're also thinking about turning it into a book. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that journey there of, of where you are and where do you want to go with this? Well, Andrew, I know you like direct answers. So I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to write a book, but no, it's not today. Okay. But, uh, okay. but when I speak, I started out my first, conference was the Positive Behaviors Supports and Interventions Conference. It's in Chicago every year. So I spoke there a couple years and then I met you down at FASA in Florida and everyone always says, this is great stuff. I want to take it back. Where's your book or the materials? I said, well, I don't have a book or materials, but I have it all in my head. I designed it. I've used it for six years. Go on my website, call me. I'll, I'll guide you through it, walk you through it, mentor you through it. So, yes, Andrew, I will start that process soon, and I'll make sure you get the first one. How's that? There we go. There we go. And it's great. It's a great mindset, the great leader you are, to take something that you did and be able to share it with other people. I'm looking forward to that, Adam, and I wish you the best in that journey. Adam, you're in your seventh year as principal there, almost 3,000 students, almost 300 staff. It's a hard job on its own. It's even harder now. What are some things that you're doing, Adam, to sharpen your saw, to keep yourself positive, to take care of yourself? What are some things that you're doing? To sharpen the saw, my, my biggest saw sharpener is networking, reaching out to people like you, to colleagues, to people at the Florida Association of School Administrators. Um, it's connecting with people, but not only to, to share what you're doing, but to ask them what they're doing, and also to share, do you see how I could make this better? Like something we really focus on at Haines City High School is people with their differences can also be right. What does that look like? If I walk in your room, what does that feel like? And it's all about listening to people to understand why you have differences of opinion 
but to put yourself in their shoes to look through their lenses to have another understanding. So I sharpen my saw by talking to people and questioning, 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 and just taking notes. Awesome. And Adam, how about your team at school, right? I'm sure you have a big team. You can't, can't run a school that big on your own. What are some things you do in terms of leadership with your assistant principals in terms of getting them to sharpen their saw as well as kind of their daily duties? Yeah, right now I have five assistant principals. So they all have their own what we call house. So each assistant principal has about 35 teachers. And I say, you are those teachers 7-Eleven. It doesn't matter if they need a Slurpee, gas, windshield wiper fluid, a pencil sharpener, a field trip. They come to you. And when you're on a big campus, sometimes you get frustrated and lose a lot of time trying to figure out, who do I go to for what? So my teachers like the fact that they know their accountability administrator. They know who to go to when they need anything. And I think as an assistant principal, that's important because it's almost like, running your own little village with the support of the principal when you need them, but you still have the freedom to go about running your village the way you need to. That's a great answer, right? You have guidelines, you can't micromanage them, uh, but yeah, they're doing what they have to do. And how about visibility, uh, Adam? My, my school, when I was, I, I'm in the middle school now, I was only 800. How do people get to see you? How do you, how do you get out there and, and manage that in such a big setting? Yeah, we call it the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a great movie. We all love the characters on my team. So the Guardians of the Galaxy, I always say, office work maintains the school. It keeps the open for business sign out there. But being out, being visible, being a Guardian of the Galaxy in the hallways, in the classrooms, that's what really takes maintaining a school to moving a school. So in the morning, the 30 minutes prior to school, the seven minutes between periods, the 30 minutes at lunch, the 30 minutes out, we are all out and about. One, building relationships. Two, preventing nonsense. Three, make sure if something does happen, you're the witness. And four, the judge duty factor. You just don't want to be caught in a situation no one was there. What happened? So we want to make sure we have it covered as the guardians and we all have specific places. There's 14 of us and we're out and it's like we all rely on each other. If someone's out, we call each other, we fill in and the students know that and the staff knows that and they love knowing that support's out there outside of just where the teacher and their door is. I like it. I like it, Adam. It is important. Um, Adam, let's bring it back to the music. Uh, not only do you do it uh, in school, it's something you do. You have a unique story about kind of music and your background. And uh, I remember one of our conversations, uh, you know, some of the things that you grew up with music. How is music a part of your life outside of school? I just grew up. Um, I love listening to music. I love going to concerts. It was a release. My friends and I, we'd always go to the concerts in Cleveland and Cincinnati and Columbus. And it was just always something, even today, I'll have friends from high school call me and they'll play a Cinderella song on my voicemail or a Def Leppard song. And it just takes you back 
to a moment that was just a great moment to reflect on, and it was high school. So as a high school principal, I'm always trying to create those unforgettable moments that my students can talk about at their 10-year reunion and 20-year reunion and 30-year reunion. And it might even be, remember that crazy guy that played the guitar in the courtyard at, at lunch? But I'm okay with that because they're reflecting back to a moment of high school that makes them laugh and makes them happy. Music can just do so much. And that's right, right? It, people might not remember a lesson. They might not remember an event in school. But the principal playing the guitar, and that's cool that you took a passion of yours outside of school uh, and, and put it in there. Adam, you, you're a leader for many. You've mentored many. Who are some people that mentored you uh, as you were coming up, when you were a teacher or in college or things like that, who had a deep impact on your leadership? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's hard to fit them all in in a 40-minute podcast, but, you know, just starting back from middle school and high school, uh, I had a great experience. I had fantastic teachers. I knew from sixth grade I wanted to become a teacher once I got out of high school and went to college. And then as I became an administrator, every principal that I worked for really helped guide me and sculpt me down the line. So everyone from my teachers to my professors to the principals I worked for, and I wouldn't say this is a, a mentor, but this is a good place. I do have a rock and roll story for you. So my family, when I was in high school, was part of a, um, a catering business for concerts. So when bands came to Cleveland, Columbus, or Cincinnati, my family would show up and cook for the roadies, the support team, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then when the band came, we'd do their dressing rooms. And then when they were ready to go to the next city, we'd pack them all meals to go on the buses to move out. So it was 1994 and KISS just removed their makeup and went out on tour. And I was a big KISS fan growing up, just the whole experience. So I'm having lunch with my mother in the makeshift area where we eat and Gene Simmons walks in. So there's a group of people that he knows that set up the stage and there's my mother and I, and I said to my mom, dad is Gene Simmons right there. And I waved to him. I'm a friendly guy. You don't know me. But instead of sitting with the people he knew, he came right over and sat with my mother and I, and we started talking and he was like, well, what are you going to do as a career? I said, I'm going to be a teacher. I hope to be a principal, a superintendent. And he told me all about how he was a elementary school teacher in New York City up until the point he met Paul Stanley and formed the band KISS. But to hear him talk so positively about education and teaching and then to tell stories about in his classroom, it was just really a neat experience. That's an awesome story. Someone at that level to support education like that and the power of a single experience, right? Him coming to sit with you. Here you are telling that story 25 years later. That's awesome. Yeah. Adam, it's a tricky time right now. Uh, education, our world, young people between vaping and videos and fighting. Now some negative stuff on TikTok came out about school vandalism. How, how are you managing all of these things coming at you, coming at the school? How do you manage that each and every day and you, you come home with that bright smile on your face? How, how, what do you, what do you, how do you imagine that, managing that? 
The best parts when you build a school that focuses around building relationships and when you focus on like our mission and vision focuses on being responsible, productive citizens. Let's not talk about graduation. Let's not talk about where you're going to work. Let's not even talk about where you're going to college. Are you a responsible, productive citizen? What do you do when the bell rings and school's over until the time when the bell rings and you show up? So we really focus on the person and the relationship building and the expectations and condition them to meet them. And like when you're talking about this, this TikTok and everything going on right now, we've had the incidents just like every school. But we've solved the case and been done with it two hours after it happened because everyone cares. And when they see something like that, they have such a relationship, they go to the first teacher, principal, assistant principal near them and give us tips. So to me, you handle it all by making everyone feel like your school is a VIP club that is just so unique to be in that you want to protect it like it's your own home. And kudos to you for making that culture and, and, and making people feel comfortable to do that because it is a shame what's going on. But we're the leaders, and we got to direct that positive traffic. I give you uh, kudos for managing that at Haines City. But I see you have a different shirt on there also. Uh, I know you wear your Haines City gear, but you have a different shirt on there, Leading Lane. Tell me about that. I have it at the bottom of the, uh, uh, the screen scrolling here. But tell me about Leading Lane and where you're looking to, uh, you know, what, what you're looking to do with that. Sure, Andrew. Leading Lane's a website that I have. Anyone can go there. You can find me. You can look at videos. You can look at the presentations that I provide. You can look at my philosophy on decision making, building the unforgettable experience. But I started mentoring and bringing in students from the University of South Florida and different areas to get them experience. And then as they went on to become teachers and everything else, you know, they always ask, what are, what do you look for when you hire someone? And I say, that's really easy. There's one that stands way out above the thousands and that's your decision-making process. Cause if you're a great decision maker, 90% is already taken care of. And then relationship building. So, I've started not only meeting you at FASA and speaking, but also going out to other districts and speaking with principals and leading lane was just a way to have a place for everyone to come together to share information or to look up information. Home run. I love the logo. I love it. I love the message. Uh, and again, his contact information is below the screen there. Uh, AdamLane.us as well as on Twitter at leading lane. Adam, um, I know you do your homework. What was something that you wanted to talk about on the program that I didn't ask you about? You know what, Andrew? You are right on. And I love the pen behind the ear. I love the questions. You nailed it all. I'm good. <laughs> well, you know, I enjoy this being in this seat because I get to meet so many different educators. You were so flexible with all the uh, the schedule changes and all that, and the, and the busy lives of a principal. Um, Adam, you're you're a busy guy. You're you're uh, you have a daughter. You have a dog. You're you're married. Uh, you know, kudos to you for for doing it all. Um, what are some advice you would say? And then we'll get to rapid fire. 
for people that are going into their principalships, you have, you know, we're at the end of September here, you have brand new principals or brand new APs. What are some things that you would tell them about surviving and thriving in this job? What, were, what would be some tips you have for some newer administrators from a veteran like yourself? Yeah, I'd say the same thing we've been talking about is come in, be an excellent listener, ask a lot of questions. Like there's, I go three to five levels of why. Why, why, why? Find the root cause of everything. Listen a lot, question a lot, take it all in. I think the, the most inexperienced people that come into the principal role feel like they got to come in and this is what we're doing and we're going to turn things around but there's appreciative inquiry where you come in and you find out what a school is doing the best at and then you multiply that to take away the negative aspects of the school so be a great listener let everyone know you care about them tell me more i'd love to hear about that what can we do Get together in those PLCs and those department meetings and those faculty meetings and and just build that relationships and you build the school with every relationship. You snuck that magic line in there. Tell me more. Uh, I think that's great. I know I you'd like that line. <laughs> Adam is uh, 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 probably six months calling now of the success hotline. Our mentor and friend, Dr. Rob Gilbert. And uh, that's great that you're calling that. If you haven't called the success hotline, uh, again, Adam's been in about six months. I've been calling for, I don't know, six, seven years. 973-743-4690, our good friend, Dr. Rob. Uh, Adam, this was great. I appreciate uh, your time here. Let's get, to, let's get to rapid fire, Adam. These are quick fire questions. That the first thing that pops to your head, are you ready? I'm ready. He's a big time principal. Of course he's ready. Last book you read. That would be The Tipping Point by Mal Malcolm Gladwell. And I highly recommend chapter two, where they talk about the difference between Paul Revere and William Dawes. We all know, we all know Paul Revere, but the two of them set out on a horse, the same distance, the same amount of cities. But why did everywhere that Paul Revere went, they were victorious in the morning, and everywhere William went, they were defeated in the morning? Great chapter, great book. I'm going to leave <laughs> you right there. You got to check it out. <laughs> leave, leave us hanging for more. I love Malcolm Gladwell. Last movie you saw. I'm not a real big movie person. I just don't have the time and the attention. I like watching series. And uh, the last one I revisited, uh, Keith or Sutherland. Jack Bauer, 24. You ever heard of it? Watch it. Oh, yeah. Every episode is a real life hour. Every season of 24 episodes is one day. And he makes so many rapid fire decisions. It reminds me of he'd be a perfect principal in the way he can <laughs> operate. You've, been, you've lived in different parts of the country. You mentioned Ohio before. Favorite place to travel? Right here, Florida, more specifically Clearwater Beach. I came down from Ohio on spring break my junior year, my senior year. Came down here, I was gonna stay a week, maybe a month, then go back to Ohio and get serious. It's 25 years later, I'm still on spring break hanging out here in Lubbock. <laughs> Playing the guitar. Uh, you mentioned Kiss, we talked about music. What is your favorite type of music? 
I'm a big 80s hair metal guy. Everything from Bon Jovi to Journey to Def Leppard to Metallica to ACDC to Kiss. Like, that is just the area that I went through high school, and I love it. But, you know, there's times classical's nice. There's times jazz is nice. I can go all over the place, but that 80s hair band rock, that's my comfort zone. A lot of sing-along songs there. The ballads, <laughs> they bring the tears. Ohio sports teams or Florida sports teams? It's equal. I cheer for them all. Give me your favorite uh, Cleveland franchise. Which one is your favorite? The Indians. They just what, they just changed the name, right? Did they change the name? Cleveland Indians. They're they're working they're, it out. They're working it out. Yeah. yeah. A lot of great movies, that baseball movie there. But where I grew up, I was actually about an hour and five minutes from Cleveland and an hour and three minutes from Pittsburgh. So I actually grew up in a Pittsburgh family where you had no choice. You oh, were yeah. Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, and that's just how it was. There was no getting out of that. I'm, su I'm surprised you're not going to get in trouble now for answering the way you did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adam, you talked about a lot of passions, a lot of things that 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 you are into. What's what's something that's under your skin? What's a pet peeve of yours? I think my biggest pet peeve is the lack of planning. Um, I think over planning is so underrated, especially if you're involved with a large group and you have a leader, and there's just like nothing clicks or seems like it's going the right way. So my pet peeve is people that have a lack of planning, especially when it involves other people's time. On Saturday morning at 8 a.m., I feel, fill in the blank. Caught up. Saturday morning is when I sit down, I reflect, I look back, I decide what did I not get done. And I'm not just talking work, I'm talking personal life and family. Because I know on Saturday morning, I only have 48 hours until Monday morning starts and the next week begins. And I need to make sure that 48 hours allows me to get caught up. I love it. I agree with you. Thing that you were most proud about with your presentation? The, the connection. Uh, people like you, some other principals I met, um, they asked for PowerPoints. I sent them, sent them to them. And now I still talk to them and we still share like you and I, like I seen you sneak in the back, you were eating your salad in the back right corner, very healthy choice. But it was that connection that you make that you continue on and the friendships that you build is just amazing. Yeah, and it really is. It's nice, you know, and again, I give you kudos for, for putting yourself out there. You were successful in your job. You put a presentation together. Not to say, hey, look at me, but to be able to help other people, be able to share other people. Uh, it was really great, and I was happy to be there. Uh, how about you got great kids in your school? What's a great tip for a high school student to be successful? I would say trust your decision-making process. Every graduation, I talk to the seniors about that you can either invest your time or you can waste your time. And as... You've had multiple teachers, counselors, family, parents, friends, community members. You have had so many people invest their time into you to go out and make great decisions. So you need to trust yourself and the upbringing that brought you to that point. Amen.
best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life? Your three books plus shipping was all right under a hundred dollars. So I thank <laughs> you for that reading material. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I... <laughs> Good stuff, Adam. I appreciate that. What's something about you that people don't know about? I left the education field for about three years. I started an athletic field and golf course construction company. Traveled the state of Florida, redid greens, bunker sand, sod, you name it. Loved it, but traveling and working out in the Florida heat drove me right back to realize where I wanted to spend the rest of my career in education. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting. So tell me one thing that you learned from that experience that helps you in your role as a principal. I would say, again, the relationship building, because there you're working with golf course owners, you're working with architects, you're working with boards, just like you would a school board, but they're on the board to manage and invest the money of the people of the country club, let alone all the different suppliers around the state of florida and when you have those relationships with them and you need some product dropped off at a golf course for you sometimes it's that relationship is we know that guy we're going to take care of him. i love it that's so true adam i'm a, a big quote guy we're at the end of our show here uh is there a quote do you have a favorite that you want to share to end this with i'm a quote guy myself there's so many of them but i'm going to go with my favorite quote is Maya Angelou, where people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that's what it's all about. So true there. You're making people feel great in that education setting at uh, Haines City High School, playing the guitar, showing up each and every day. Adam, it's been a, uh, a pleasure to have you on. Again, uh, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way, Adam, if they were interested in learning more about your work? You can go on leadinglane.com. I'm on Twitter at, at leadinglane. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm involved with Facebook. Look me up if I can help you out or share my experiences or what work to lower referrals, increase teacher retention, and increase graduation rate. I'm here to help you out any way I can. Adam Lane, everyone, this is show number 179. I am not able to mix in my music right now, so we have no exiting music, Adam, I apologize. But we're going to sign off here on Education Leadership Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Uh, I am at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. If I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out. Adam left his contact information. And again, our sponsor for the show, Havsies Cookies. You're looking to send a gift somewhere. Adam and his family are going to get some. Marada 15 is your discount code. Havsies Cookie vacuum sealed, shipped to you. Best cookies you'll ever have. Signing off here on show number 179. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.